If you love the blue and white like we do, and you like to stay up to date on what's going on around Ripley High School athletics, make sure you subscribe to this podcast and turn on your notifications. It's episode 43 of Viking 360, and this week we'll wrap up the cross-country and volleyball seasons at Ripley High School, and we will look heavily at this week's hatchet game. We will sit down with current Vikings, as well as Viking head coach, and a Viking legend who's going into the Hall of Fame this week. Vikings send four competitors to their state cross-country meet in Cabell Midland, Mike Rubin sat down with Jimmy Groves to get the results from last weekend's action. Coach, you had uh, four runners from your cross-country program qualify for the state cross-country meet down at Cabell Midland in Ona. Tell us about how they did. Uh, we started out with the girls. The girls had a, had a decent race. It was really cold. I felt sorry for them. Uh, we had a finisher in the 20s, a finisher in the 30s, and a finisher in the th- the 40s so all in all um, we had an all right performance I was really happy with Haley McCune she had a personal best on the course and finished in 22nd place which was 24th place which was fantastic Uh, Chase Peppers finished 14th which was one position better than he had also had a personal best on that course Um, anytime you're a sophomore and you're in the top 15 in the state you're doing something right so I was very proud of him they all tried their best and then anytime that you leave it all out on the course you've got to be satisfied as a coach that your kids are doing the right thing and coach I guess you have to be uh, pleased with the fact that all of the runners who went down there are qualified are eligible to come back and, and run next year Yes, next year the future is bright. Like I always say in Ripley running, it seems like they just uh, keep coming back and coming back. The middle school program feeds into the high school program, and we just keep on motoring. One day we'll get to the state championship. Thank you, Coach. Thank you. Ripley High Volleyball saw its season come to a close on Wednesday evening. The Lady Vikings were playing Parkersburg South in the sectional tournament at Parkersburg High. With the series tied at two games apiece, the Patriots would prevail in the decisive fifth game of the match by the score of 15-13. to The Lady Vikings of Coach Brenda Moore saw their season come to a close with a record of 25 wins and 13 losses. There's good news for former Vikings on the collegiate front. In wrestling action, Chase Morgan at wrestling at 165 picked up a 15-3 major decision and his twin brother Chance Morgan picked up a second period pin in the 174 weight class in wrestling action for West Liberty against WVU Tech. And the University of Pikeville is off to a 5-0 start. 6'8 senior Luke Lahue playing in a big way for the Bears. He is averaging 15.4 points per game in his most recent action. He went 7-for-8 from the floor for a 79% shooting percentage on the season. The Vikings' season record dropped to 3-6 last week after a loss at Point Pleasant. 
The Vikings got the ball first at Ohio Valley Bank Field, turned the ball over second play into the ball game in their first possession. Point Pleasant capitalized as Evan Roach goes in from seven yards out at the 10-17 mark. Woods' extra point was good, and it was 7 to nothing. Point Pleasant. The Vikings answered with a long 67-yard drive, which netted them a 27-yard field goal by Brody Boyce at the 631 mark in the first period. The Vikings trailed 7-3. Again, at 341 in the first quarter, Logan Southall from one yard out into the end zone for Point Pleasant. The extra point was no good. Point Pleasant led 13-3 at this point. At the 109 mark in the first period, Evan Roach once again for the second time in the first period into the end zone for the Point Pleasant touchdown. Woods' extra point kick was good this time, 20-3, Point Pleasant led. No more scoring until the third period at the 745 mark. Hunter Bush goes in from one yard out, touchdown for the Point Pleasant Black Knights. Ellie Wood extra point was good. It was 27-3. And the scoring capped off at the 10-27 mark in the fourth period. The Vikings back on the board as Jacob Foudy goes in from 11 yards out. And Brody Boynt's extra point was good. 27-10 was your final score. The Vikings had 194 yards of total offense on 51 plays. It's 3.8 yards per play. 112 yards rushing in the ball game, And 82 yards through the air for the Vikings. They were led in passing by Noah Westfall. 7 of 13 for 55 yards. Also, on the ground, Noah Westfall led the way. 15 carries for 42 yards. Defensively, the Vikings were led by Austin Country Roads. Nine tackles in total, eight solo, two assists. He had one sack and two tackles for loss as well. The Vikings look to end the season on a positive note this Friday night as they will welcome cross-county rival the Ravenswood Red Devils to town in the battle for the hatchet. Ripley and Ravenswood have been playing in football since 1919. The teams actually met twice in 1923. The Vikings lead the overall series with 42 wins, 40 losses. There have been four ties. The Hatchet series dates back to 1955. Ripley leads that series 37-27. to both teams enter this year's game with a record of 3-6 and six and on two-game losing streaks. Ravenswood's wins have been over Wahama, Sherman, and Southern Local. The losses have been to Buffalo, Williamstown, Ritchie County, Doddridge County, Roan County, and St. Mary's. looked at the rivalry from both sides now. Here's an interview with former Ripley coach and now current Ravenswood principal, Jimmy Frazier. Hey, welcome back inside Viking 360, joined now by a good friend of mine, good friend of the Viking family. Coach, it's been a minute since we've done this, but Coach, uh, you're always going to be coach to me. Uh, that's all right. Coach Jimmy Frazier with me. Thanks for being with me, bud. I no, appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Coach, you have been now, on every side of this rivalry, the Ripley-Ravenswood side of things, and, and uh, probably a perspective that not many people really have, uh, you and Jim Mayhem, maybe two people that, that I could uh, could name off the top of my head, but just talk about this game, how special it is. You played in it, you coached in it, you've been an administrator uh, during the week of. It's a special week. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. We talk about it all the time that our kids – 
are fortunate to be able to play in this kind of atmosphere. And fans are able to go and, and be a part of this thing. Not There's not too many of these rivals left around, you know, with consolidation, stuff like that. But it is. It's a special time. You know, our good friend Adam Hill, he talks about – he's in Florida now. He talks about going to some of these high school games in, in, down there in the state of Florida, and they have all these Division One athletes and all these five-star guys, and there's nobody at the game. Right. And, and you, you come to Ripley Ravenswood, and they – literally roll the sidewalks up everybody in each community is wherever that venue is they're there to watch that game regardless of record uh coming in it's it is uh unlike like you said it's really unlike anything you're going to see anywhere else oh there's no doubt and and like you said being on both sides it's the same in both places we are so fortunate in jackson county to have the community support on both schools I mean, great community support people's going to go cheer like crazy for their team it's just awesome to be part of it and watch it you look at how many times this game's been played, Coach, and it's uncanny how close it is. Uh, you coached in several of them. You played in several of them. Uh, I played in a few of them. And regardless, you can throw the size of the school out. These are Jackson County kids. Uh, you get inside that locker room and Ravenswood side and Ripley side, only difference is the color of the uniform. I mean, these kids are very similar. Uh, they probably hang out more now than they did back oh, when yes, we were playing, yes. and they're friendly. But uh, it, it's so special, I think, because of that. And you have families that have to pick a side on, on Friday night, and uh, that makes it fun. Oh, yeah. I, there, there's no doubt. I mean, it is. It's the same kids. They're the same ones. I mean, there's, there's no doubt about that. The, the kids that we have in Ravenswood are the same type of kids that I remember coaching and being around at Ripley High School. Why do you think that it has been so close? Is it because of the similarities between the two communities and the, the, the style of play so much could be different? But uh, the, the games, I mean, when you look at them, the scores, it's within 100 points in, in nearly 90 contests um, total. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I think that what you'll get is in every one of these games, you're going to get the best effort out of both sides, out of both schools, both teams in each of those games. It's going to be the best effort. Now, you know, I mean, the best team's going to win it, but you're going to get the best effort out of all the kids. Now, when you were coaching, you had to worry about keeping your guys focused on the game. And, and when you were playing, you were thinking, I got to stay focused. You're a team leader. Keep my teammates focused. Now you're an administrator. You kind of got to deal with making sure no shenanigans go on during the game because, you know, that's always been a thing. I mean, you hear all these stories about – we're going to do this or we're going to paint the field or, you know, all those crazy things. Nothing ever happens, but as an administrator, you have to keep that in the forefront of your mind. Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt. I would say probably the least fun is as an administrator. I'm just thankful that Bev Chateau and, and those folks are taking care of the game this year. I mean, it's still good. It's just the amount of people that's there and the things that can happen, you know, and you're always thinking about a liability issue or something like that. But it is, it's, it's one of those things, but it's still great to be part of and watch. Have you gotten used to wearing red yet when you go over the, when you go to Memorial Stadium? Is that has that sunk in on you yet? Yeah, it has. I mean, you know, I mean it's 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 been good for me. I probably catch a little bit of grief from my daughter wearing <laughs> red and black now because, you know, she's cheering for the Vikings. But it's it's good. You know, it really is. Coach, we've had your brother on here, we've had your mom and dad, or we've interviewed your dad rather, and we talked a lot about your mom. I know how important your family is to you. Uh, talk about what a role that they've played for you. Um up through playing, up through coaching, uh, and, and now being an administrator. 
I, you know, I think the one thing my family probably has given me more than anything, especially mom and dad's a work ethic. I think that, you know, that was that was instilled in me early on, you know, from my family, and it's just grown. And I think that's that's been great. You know, it's been fortunate I've been able to be around both my dad and brother in coaching, you know, and then mom has always been there. And then, you know, and I, I'll have a shout-out to my sister because there's a lot of people's like, you have a sister. But my sister played in a band at Ripley, and she's always been so supportive. But, yeah, that's that, they've been a very, very vital part of my life and, and you and uh, Cynthia are really close to being empty nesters too coach that's going to be that's going to be different for you as uh, your youngest is about ready to graduate well, yeah, she's a sophomore, so it'll it'll go quick. Yep. But we've got one in college. I mean, Maddie's Maddie's a junior at Fairmont, so you know, I mean that that'll happen. And then I, you know, I guess I'll just go and watch the game just to watch it. <laughs> coach, thanks so much for the time. Best of luck to Red Devils this week. Um, we hope nobody gets hurt. We hope everything's oh, clean, uh, and we just hope for a great game, as always. But thanks so much for your time, man. It's great being with you. All right, appreciate it. Thanks, bro. The Vikings have won five in a row in the Hatchet Series. Now here, Coach Smolder talk about the importance of making it six. You know, this is a game that will give you a lot of momentum going into the offseason and, and give kids uh, – um, some confidence, help help them feel better about themselves after this three-game losing streak. Uh, how important is that to you? I know, I, I think I know the answer to that, but I know for building this program, uh, you need to win these games. Yeah, this is a big game coming up. It's a rival game, um, and also it's our last game, so we're treating it like a playoff game. We're, we're prepared and we're ready. We've had a good week of practice, and we're going to lay it all out there for 48 minutes, and um, hope to come out with a win, keep the hatchet on this side of the county. Um, we want to send our seniors out with a win. It'd be great for them um, to go out with a win for all the hard work they've put in, and you know, be great for the underclassmen to get a win going into the off season. Coach, you've had your way in this series uh, over the last few years. How do you keep your kids focused on on the fact that you can't put a lot of stock in what's happened in history? You got to play the game tonight. Yeah, I mean, every year, every game's a new one, so. Um, we've watched film. We've, you know, got a scheme offensively and defensively we feel good about. You know, our kids just got to go out there and play hard and execute and, um, you know, play as hard as they can, have fun doing it. He rarely comes off of the field on Friday nights. Now here from Viking senior Jaden Filial. One of the most versatile players on Ripley's football team this year has been Viking senior Jaden Filial. Jaden, thanks for being with us. Thank you for bringing me here. Now, Jaden, one thing you can say about your presence on this on this football team is that you don't come off the field very often. First, let's talk about offense. Offense, I've been playing tight end, a position they switched me from, moving from tackle and tight end and they stuck me at tight end and I've stayed there since. On defense? I've been playing middle linebacker and a little bit of line, but mostly staying in the defensive middle linebacker spot. And Jaden, what about on special teams? On special teams, they've got me on PAT, kick return, kickoff, and punt. And you play uh, several positions where you're in the thick of the things, but uh, you were telling me your height and weight? I'm 5'9", 170. Okay, and you've been at this sport of football for quite some time. You got your start, I guess, back in mid-July. Yep, started the B-team year and been playing for eight years. This is my eighth year. And uh, you're a senior this year, so what are your plans after you finish up at Ripley High School? After I finish up here, I either plan on going to a welding college or just trying to find a job in welding around Ripley. 
Okay. Jaden, thank you very much. Congratulations. Thank you. This Viking legend played linebacker on the Viking defense. And Friday night, he's being inducted into the Ripley Viking Football Hall of Fame. He was the Athlete of the Year with the class of 1987, and he is to be inducted in the Viking Football Hall of Fame on Friday night, the Hatchet Game. Our guest is Mike Duke. Mike, thanks for joining me. Glad to be here. Mike, let's talk about uh, playing football in the... Ripley in the mid '80s. You're in the the heart of the Marino era at the time, and I know that uh, assistant coach Jim Fraser played a, a large role in, in your career. Yeah, I, I started out predominantly as a uh, defensive player, and, um, and coach, in my opinion, went out of his way to, uh, to not only help me improve as a, as a football player, but also as, a, as an individual, which I appreciate. And you at the time, uh, you know, t in today's world, uh, three-sport standouts are sort of a rarity anymore, but uh, you found time to uh, play three different sports. Tell me about that. Um, well, all of it. So football was always, you know, the, the game that I loved. And um, I started running track in middle school and um, just continued that other way to train. You know, today's... Um, athletes have a lot more opportunities to do specialized training, but um, back then that was either play another sport or um, you probably weren't going to do too much. So I ran track to start out as a way to stay in shape for football, and then um, you know, a couple of my friends talked me to, to uh, trying out wrestling, and I, I felt like that would be another way to you know, hone my athletic skills, but also to stay in shape year-round. And Mike, uh, it, it sort of shows your athleticism by the fact that you made uh, all-conference in football. You qualified uh, for the state wrestling meet and placed sixth in the state wrestling meet and qualified for two events at the state track meet. Let's talk specifically about football. That year's football team did not get off to a great start, but ending, ending up uh, having a pretty solid season. Team was was pretty close at that time. Um, even last year, when the team got inducted, uh, you know, I'd, I'd written that little bit of article. I think you posted on Facebook, but I meant every word I said. It, that we were a weird collection of guys, or a disparate collection of guys, I guess. But um, when we were on the field, we were really tight, and um, we pulled together and said that we didn't want to lose anymore, and whatever it would take to do it, and, and everybody meant it. Um, and just came together, so it was, a, it was a great time, a great experience for me. And Mike, tell us uh, where you are living now and, and what you do. Um, I live in uh, just outside of Winston-Salem, North Carolina. I've been here since uh, late 90s, I guess. And um, uh, I'm a healthcare consultant. I run a practice uh, for a company that's based out of Chicago and essentially travel across the United States every year. <laughs> Mike, it was great to talk with you, and we look forward to seeing you again on Friday night when you'll be inducted in the Viking Football Hall of Fame. Thank you very much. Thank you. I'm excited to be back in town. Happy fun.
This group of Vikings seniors has not lost a hatchet game. And according to Wyatt Cottrell, this year's class wants to keep that tradition going. Hard to believe, man. We were just talking about it a minute ago. This is Ravensville game already, game 10 of your senior year. Oh, yeah. It's crazy to think it's already here. Last game, last game, a bunch of us will ever play. Last time we ever put those pads on. How much does this game mean to you? I know um, it probably hasn't hit you yet that this is it, but uh, when you get back in that locker room after the game Friday night, it, it probably will hit you uh, a little harder than uh, than maybe you can even think. But uh, how how important is the game to you to playing with your buddies? This game means everything. I mean, if we don't if we don't win this game, we're, we're not never going to hear the end of it. <laughs> we got to win this one right now. This is the most important game. That'll do it for episode 43 of Viking 360. As always, thanks for listening, and we'll see you around. Remember, for all the news on the blue, go anywhere you can find podcasts, search Viking 360, hit the subscribe button, and turn on your notifications.